0: Yo, what's up? You know, I just noticed something on my other podcast that has an exponentially larger amount of views and listeners. Not that I value one over the other. I'm just letting you know how obvious you are, whoever you are, that listens to my podcast on the iTunes desktop. So if you got a Mac and you slap it on your desktop and you listen to my iPods or my podcasts, and I can say that now, podcasts, because there's only one of you, only one listener one person has ever listened to this podcast or the other one, despite the thousands of views listens, whatever does it from an iTunes desktop, and I just want to say Miami I don't think this is you I think this is Beck maybe, I don't really know, I don't know who it is it's, it's kind of like a mystery, but it's kind of fun, I like it so let's keep it on that, I don't want to know who you are um, I know you listen to both my podcasts, and I'm happy that you do and hopefully you've learned something uh, um, from me, whether it's something not to do or something to avoid, or something to, I don't know, smile about. This episode is about food. So, yeah, food. We're going to talk about food. I think everyone should know a little bit something about food, because if you don't know anything about food or how to cook, or have any common sense, at least... You can have an idea of what food is, and even if you don't have common sense, you can still be fucking somewhat intelligent. For instance, I just had, uh, I ordered Amazon, like, to-go or whatever, like, when they shop for you. And my personal shopper, I forgot to hit don't replace. Like, you could have them substitute something if they don't have. So I ordered six pounds of beef ribs, which, if you guys don't know what a beef rib is, it's the rib of a cow, okay? And there's some meat left on the bone. So, although it's not a lot of meat, it's fucking delicious. So, the guy substituted my ribs, because six pounds of ribs that they didn't have, with beef marrow bones. Now, if you guys don't know what beef marrow bones are, they are the femur, or the bigger leg part of the cow, that have marrow inside. Also delicious, but not six pounds of ribs that were on sale. So now I have these fucking bones that I can't do anything with. I mean I could do a lot of them, a lot with them, but I can't make stock. What do I mean, make stock? I can't can eat them. Fucking I was supposed to have beef ribs tomorrow for lunch. Now I got bones. Get the fuck out of here. Plus they didn't bring me my soda, so I don't know what the fuck. So I think I'm gonna switch out of this Amazon bullshit. Switch up to Whole Foods. So had this guy have been any some sort of a, had any kind of intelligence, common sense, and knew something about food, maybe he would have substituted my beef rib bones for something say along the same price that had meat on fucking dick. Anyway, um, yeah, food, knowledge and common sense. Reminds me of a story. There was this one time I uh, fell in love with this girl, right? Well, I fall in love with a lot of girls all the time, but this particular one was special, okay? Because little did I know that a lot of other guys that worked in the restaurant also fell in love with her before me (laughs) and uh yeah but the funny thing is is that no one talked about it ever so this girl was she was hot her name was actually i'll tell you her real name and in hopes that maybe she'll find this one day i can reach out i have no idea where she is she might be dead name is jessica rose jessica rose that's right And she's had a traumatic past you know she had some uh how do you guys call it daddy issues what's up bambi these deer man like i'm literally eight feet away from this little deer and he's just standing there not, not even it's actually a good thing though he's not even looking he doesn't even care like like i could have walked up to him and fucking kicked him in the nuts and he probably just put him in like why <laughs> yo if, fucking, if anything goes down where we have to hunt for food we're gonna have no problem here in Rivervale because uh well at least i'm not because i'm gonna, the first day i'm just gonna go out and kill like 17 fucking deer and with and but the way i'm gonna kill them is just basically like they're so like Fearless of us Because we are not allowed to touch them They could probably just like Insult one to death You know Like Forget about guns and bows and arrows I'll just come up there And just like start farting Jesus Christ man Yeah I'll kill like 17 of them Cure cure half of them Brine the other half And uh, make jerky and Just survive off the of jerky Until the ship blows over If it doesn't blow over Then I guess I'm coming to your house Miami You're not too far from me Are you I know where you are I know where you live now <laughs> Anyway so, um, where was I? Oh yeah, I fell in love with this girl. Her name was Jessica Rose. And she was super hot. Like, way out of my league at the time. And she was way older than me too. I was probably like 19. And I'm gonna say she was like 25. So you know, girls are 25 they think they're too cool for school with daddy issues. Yeah, let me tell you something right now, okay? The, what I just described, you got yourself a monster in the bedroom. Like, oh my god. She's like, I'm gonna give you the best blowjob of your life. Man. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, and I was like, okay, cool. It wasn't the best blowjob of my life. The best blowjob of my life I got was from another girl I used to, that I met at the Palisades Mall when I was working there. She was a heroin addict. It was terrible. Like I watched her shoot up once. It was so bad. Ugh. I would never do that in a million years, despite anything I've ever done before. Never. She gave the best blowjob. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I still remember it. Anyway, um, so I fell in love with this chick, and I was like, oh my god, like, I'm so in love with her. She's the best. And everyone's kind of like giggling and snickering, but I just figured that's because I was an idiot, then and now, but I figured like, you know, that's why they're laughing. (laughs) Little did I know that everyone who snickered was because he's been there already. Be that as it may, I didn't care. At the time, I didn't know. If I did, I probably wouldn't have touched her, but I didn't know. So I was all about it, and she, when she would get drunk, she would like, oh my God, I fucking love you. If you were three years older... I'd be expecting a ring on this finger, and I was like, "What? Whoa! Pump the brakes." <laughs> Even though she said, "Like you know, if you were," but I still, nah, I'm chill, to chill. So then, little by little, I started finding out things, and it started was I think we got into a fight once, and she left like with one of the other guys that worked with us, and I was like, "Wow, she's banging him," and he's, and then somebody else looked at me, "I like, mean, she's banging him." I was like, well she just left with him, obviously she's gonna bang him. She's like, <laughs> the person looked at me, they started laughing. Was like, what the fuck is so funny? They're like he's been mad at you for two months. And I was like, why? Because she didn't fuck him for two months. And I was like, what do you mean, he hooked up with her before he's like, she's they've been hooking up since like eight years ago. And then so and so hooked up with her and so-and-so hooked up with her and so-and-so hooked up with her. And I was like, damn. I got I got, God, you know? I was like, I would really like this chick. So and <laughs> Not an early time in my life, because I was 19. Probably did a, did a couple of things to my psychology or my psyche that made me the way I am today. But beat that as it made The way I got her to sleep with me the first time was food. I always get chicks who sleep with me because of food. I mean, I guess there's a couple of other things involved, too, but mostly it's the food. Like I had uh, when I was on Bumble and I was living across the street from the restaurant I was working at, I would just tell bitches "Dick, I'm sorry, girls. The women that are listening to this podcast are not bitches. Except for those couple of days every month. I'm talking about the people that I was interacting with because they were bitches. Anyway, so I'm tell them, listen, you ever watch that show Chopped? They'd be all like, yeah. Why, were you on it? And I was like, no. But here's what we'll do. You gather ingredients for a mystery box and you bring them over to my house. And then I will cook for you using these ingredients. Huh? So now for me, I get a chick that shows up at my house with groceries, and if I do okay, I bang her. And if I don't, I'll get her drunk enough. So all I gotta do is grab a bottle from the restaurant, bring it upstairs, boom, I do. (laughs) The way way I got my kid's mom, well, that's not true. One of the things that helped in the attraction of my kid's mom to me, and originally, was a drink. A drink called a, hang on. Wow, it's a Jeep with big tires. How original? Do you hear the jealousy in my voice? Fuck. Anyway, um, the drink. It was a drink, actually. It wasn't food. But it had a, a food aspect to it. It was called the Por No. And although it wasn't my drink, my recipe, originally, uh, this one was because I modified it to be mine because I didn't want it to just rip somebody else off, you know? And then again, like, that's a made-up name. All names are made up. So, Por No. It's basically a margarita with jalapenos, cilantro, Lime, obviously, and uh, smoked salt as the written. And smoked salt is what really gave it the pizzazz of schlapapa that it needed, you know? And uh, basically just put salt in a smoker or a smoking gun and just smoke it. It's simple. But it gave you that little boom and then if you if you make it with mezcal instead of tequila, which is already kind of smoky, it's just bang, you know what I mean? And then you call it something quirky like the por qué no. So that when they're like, Oh, por qué no, what does that mean? Why not? Hey, you know. <laughs> but there was another time where, like, I would get women because just things I would do in general in terms of cooking would fascinate them. And it's the simplest thing. Like, even that movie, there's a movie called Chef with that guy from uh, the movie Swingers. I guess he's like Vince Vaughn's buddy or whatever. He was in this movie called Chef and he had, like, the hottest hostess come into his house. And he cooked for her. And what he made for her is he made her fucking linguine, garlic, and oil. <laughs> break, man. He used pepperoncini peppers, garlic, basil, or parsley, or probably parsley, oil, I've said that already, and uh, and peppers. That's it. And she, obviously, and she was Scarlett Johansson, by the way, in the movie, so she was, like, super hot. How's it going? And uh, she ended up, uh, you know, doing what he wanted her to do, just because of some linguine garlic and oil. But more, but more often it's, um, not, like, food is, is not as complicated as some people think. Some people are so afraid to cook because they just think that, you know, it takes all this, like, crazy skills and crazy Not It really doesn't. And, like, the, the, the guys that do cook, like, the, the guys that I know cook, they always they always tell me, oh, you're a chef? I cook, too, but I'm really good at it. I was like, I'm sure you are, and I really am sure they are. I'm fuck, what do I know? And then the people that don't know how to cook, the guys, they say, I don't know how to cook. And the people are in the middle, they're really honest about it. Like when they talk to you because they know like if you do this for you know for a living like they, they, they can't stand next to you but that's not true some some women men whatever doesn't matter people that I met that know how to cook really they're just as good as I am I just know a couple of things that make it easier it's not that I know more about cooking I know I know things that shortcuts but they're not really shortcuts they're just better techniques the shortcuts usually means like you know half assed but like <clears throat> if you have common sense, You know what I mean? You'll know how to cook. Like, I knew how to cook before I went to culinary school. I knew how to cook before I knew how to fucking, I don't know, speak Spanish. (laughs) I knew how to cook before I knew how to speak English, actually. You know what I mean? I have a burn on my leg still, a scar to this day, for me trying to cook soup. When I was six years old and my grandma was left watching me, my grandmother that was watching me, God rest her soul, was a gypsy. She was like a total, like, she she had her hair that she cut, like, in jars in her house. I used to burn it for fun. Like, it was fucking crazy. So she was watching me, you can imagine how that went. And <laughs> my soup I had ketchup, salt, vinegar, pepper, mustard, sugar, jelly, like anything I had, you know, it was my soup. So I spilled that shit all over my leg and it hurt a lot. I still remember it. I remember the scab. I was gnarly, dude. Anyway. Even then I had common sense enough to cool the soup down, which is how I spilled it. You know what I mean? Or like when I started making beef for the first time, steaks. I made steaks one time, the wrong way, a steak. I put it on the cold pan and it steamed and it was like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is not, this is good. This is not good, this is gross. So I was like, it's gotta be, the pan's gotta be hotter because if it's hot and the steak is cold, it'll have that burning singeing effect. Then my smoke alarm went off, everyone yelled at me and I was like, okay, I'm sorry. But I was right. (laughs) I was right, that's how you cook a steak. And if you're cooking a steak at your house, you better have some diesel ventilation or your smoke alarm's gonna go off. But if neither of those things are true, then you're not cooking the steak correctly. So I know a couple of people that are like passive aggressive. Passive aggressive is when, uh, it's when you're jealous of someone. But it's pretty much what it is if you look it up like the definition literally just points to jealousy like you're just jealous And you don't want to admit it. You know what I mean? So You just do shit that tells them That you are jealous or that you're not happy, but you can't you know, you don't approach them so it's usually the people that are like Super like far out and they're like super in tune with the world or they're super just like they're really nice You know, but they're super passive-aggressive Passive-aggressive is obviously a fucking oxymoron. Because if you're aggressive, you're aggressive. And if you're passive, you're passive. But you can be passive-aggressive in the terms of like, like somebody will, um, how would it be? How could I put the best example of passive-aggressive? So basically the best way of being passive-aggressive is when you open the fridge and you find like your carton of milk and it's like almost empty. Like there's less than one serving of milk in it. So you write a note that says, please throw this out and you leave it in the fridge with the empty container of milk. That is the epitome of passive aggressive. Because, I mean, you open the fridge, there's, a, there's an empty container of milk, so you just take the milk to your roommate and you would be like, yo, fucking throw this shit out. But instead you leave a note, right? What the fuck? You didn't solve the problem because you left the milk there still. There's still an empty container of milk in the fridge, but now there's a note on it that says, I'm a douchebag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's passive aggressive. And the, way, the best way to battle passive-aggressive people is with passive-aggressiveness because they hate it. They can't stand when, when you passive-aggressive them back. So, like, somebody close to me was, um I was hanging out in the back, right, <coughs> shooting, shooting my gun. Well, actually, I wasn't even shooting my gun. I was, like, sighting, sighting my scope. So I was making sure that my scope was in line with where my, where my shot was. So I wasn't shooting anything. I was just, like, eyeing it, you know? put it down. I walked out and then I have somebody come over and they're like, oh, hello. Nice to meet you. Because they were introduced by um, my aunt, a so-and-so. Like, this is so-and-so. And I don't remember her name. I just call her douchebag. But so-and-so was wearing this like ruby red cabernet shirt that she was clearly very proud of because of the following. So she was like, you know, so-and-so meet Dimitri. And I'm like, oh, hello. And she goes, oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, you probably didn't hear me, but when I was walking across the lawn to the garden, I saw you with your gun and I said, please don't shoot me, but you didn't hear me. It sounded just like that. So I'm like, well, did I shoot you? (laughs) Meanwhile, this person's like probably in her 60s. So I'm thinking like, I probably should have respected my elders at that point, but you know what, like, I'm 36, I'm not the youngest person anymore, but if you're gonna be a douchebag right out the gate, I'm gonna be a fucking douchebag right back just to draw the line, you know? So I'm like, did I shoot you? And she's like, well, no. <laughs> and I was like, well, don't worry. I wasn't shooting anyway. I was just setting my scope. And besides that, I would never have shot you because of that, you know, I would have seen that lovely red shirt that you're wearing. And I don't think I said lovely. I think I just said, because of that red shirt. And I think that's what did it. It wasn't even the fact that I told her I would shoot her, but like, it was the fact that I commented on her shirt. Her whole demeanor changed from like nice old grandma to like, I'm gonna fucking get this kid and get me. She did because immediately she, I guess she started asking my aunt about me, like what I am, who I am, what am I doing? And then I remember I was walking by like, to, like 10 minutes later, I was walking by the garden when I had my Greek oregano growing. And then I hear her saying like out loud to my aunt, like those are illegal here. <laughs> my aunt's like, yeah, I know. And I was like, what the fuck this stupid narc? Who is this person? So like, <laughs> There's more too, there's like... So she starts, I get whatever she said, and she's like, like, clearly she's all about like what's legal and what's not. Because I guess my aunt told her that I use their car to go shopping sometimes for them, you know, to help them out. Or like just to use the car so I can get some food too. She reminded my aunt that if I'm not in their insurance, they can get in a lot of trouble. Even though the United States of America doesn't fucking know I live here, but it's okay. So then, that's not the passive aggressive part. The passive aggressive part was my aunt. Because that whole thing, she's explaining to me about you know, if I live here and if I don't live here, I was like, well, you know, on paper, my address is in New York. So like, there's no way the insurance company would know that I lived here. And then she goes, but you get packages here almost every day. (coughs) Boom. That right there, my friends, was the passive aggressive comment that she spent this whole time trying to get out, that I get packages here almost every day, which is not even true because I'm broke right now. I haven't gotten a package in fucking years. You know but she did not like the fact that I'm sitting at home and doing whatever the fuck I want to do still being able to pay my rent and she has to work a poor woman I'm sorry I would give you more money but I think my rents enough and then her husband my uncle he doesn't say a word cuz he fucking knows you know but that's what I mean passive-aggressive so I was like wow and then she's like well yeah my friend said the thing about the gun and whenever I see the gun you know, I'm, I don't like it. So I was like, well, you never see the never, guns never out. Like, what are you talking about? She, so she basically told me I can't shoot anymore when she's around, which is pretty much all the time because she doesn't do anything. She sits at home and works, I guess. And then she just, that's it. So like, boom, right? So I've been thinking about how to battle this. Not battle it, but like, hmm. So what I did was this. <laughs> I took my piano keyboard bag. Like I have a keyboard, like a MIDI keyboard with a bag. Like a square, a rectangular, rather, bag for it. So I took it and I put my gun in it. I folded it and I put my gun in it. And the same day, when she told me I couldn't shoot there, I took it and I walked right past her to the back. Now, in the back where I live, there's a bunch of woods. And there's always deer, because there's deer fucking everywhere. And she obviously loves animals and she loves... I would never kill a deer in the first place, me. But at the same time, like... Now I really don't care, because... You told me not to shoot in front of you, you know. You don't like seeing the gun. So I took the bag with the gun in it to the back. Then I put on some camo clothes. And then I picked up the gun and I went into the woods. I put the gun down like immediately after next to a tree and I just like jogged for a minute. But I wanted wanted her to get the image in her head that now I'm going to be shooting in the woods. And in the backyard when I was shooting at pots and pans, not missing a single time by the way. Now I'm not going to be shooting at pots and pans, I'm shooting in the woods. What am I going to be shooting at? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe pots and pans, maybe targets, maybe targets that move and breathe and are delicious when marinated in blackberry. <laughs> but that was a passive-aggressive dealing with passive-aggressive. She couldn't handle it. She went inside. She was—I don't know. She probably called her husband. Like, He's gonna go do things, and he was probably like, "Well, you probably should have just like not told him about that thing." Like he is not passive-aggressive. Although some people think he is, I doubt it. Not to me, anyway. When he, when, when he doesn't like something, he'll fucking tell hey, look. This is bullshit. Kind of looks a little ghetto, clean this up. And I was like, you got it man. But she is the, the opposite. So, like, so when people are passive aggressive, don't treat passive aggressive people with aggression, actual aggression, because that'll just make them happier. Because the reason that they're passive aggressive is that they want to be aggressive, but they're too scared to do it. They're afraid. They're afraid that their aggression is going to be laughed at, which it probably will be because you have never practiced it in a long time. So when you treat it with real aggression, It makes them happier because they could point the finger at you and be like, Where is this coming from? All I did was leave a note on the milk carton. I'm like, that was already empty that I left. Yes, I left an empty milk carton in the fucking fridge. Yes, I'm so sorry. I was drunk. But you leaving a note there doesn't say anything to me or to anyone else in the world other than the fact that you're a fucking douchebag. Period. I would never. You know what I mean? So you can't deal with it. you got to deal with it with like passive aggressive shit. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, my roommate who actually did that to me was a, a vegetarian. Strict vegetarian because she didn't like the animals, the cute animals that died. And I was like, okay. So I solved that problem real quick. Next time I cooked for the party, we had a party every Sunday. Kind of like a Jersey Shore, but not so guido. So, like, I, I made her broccoli. She loved broccoli rabe. So I made broccoli rabe with bacon fat. Why not? Why not? I could have made it with liquid smoke and vegan butter, but fuck that shit. Made it with bacon fat. Because YOLO. Because everyone should try a little bit of bacon. <laughs> so she goes, D. I don't know what the fuck you did, but this is the best damn broccoli I've ever had. I was like, When's the last time you ate meat? She goes, You didn't put meat in there. And I was like, No, I didn't. And I wasn't lying. I didn't put meat in there. I'm just like, So when's the last time you ate meat? She's like, Oh, like three months ago. And I was like, Yeah, probably want some, huh? She's like, No. What did you do? What What did you do? And I was like. Well, you know the bacon that everyone else has on their cheeseburgers? I rendered the fat first because you don't want it to get too greasy. And then I used the fat to cook your broccoli robin. And then the whole fucking party just stopped. I think a fork dropped, like ding, like, you know. Everyone's just like, holy shit, like. And she was not. Oh, she was not the nicest person, let's put it that way. When she got really mad, her real aggression came out. She was passive-aggressive, I think, to suppress her real aggression. <laughs> but, uh. Everyone was ready for her to flip the fucking shit. Like they thought she was gonna, sh- and then she looked at everyone, looked at me, looked at back down at the broccoli Rob. then looked at me, then looked at everyone, and then looked back down at the Rob. And then the third time she looked at me, I just did the emoji when you kind of go, I don't know, like I did that motion, like Ehh. And she looked back down at the broccoli Rob, for the third time, stabbed another piece with a fork, and put that shit in her mouth. And that was the happiest moment of my fucking life. Other than my kid being born because (laughs) not only did I shut down a passive-aggressive bitch I also made her understand that meat is something that we love and if you love it just because animals are cute there's no reason for you to stop eating it and three that I am way more passive-aggressive than anyone I've ever met before if I have to be but I choose not to be because that's a way of a jealous pussy